Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In music news, legendary guitarist Steve Vai will release a new album that's coming up this week. Vai Gash, an album he recorded in 1991 with his friend, the late Johnny Gash Sombrato, featuring uh, Vai on guitar and Johnny on vocals. It's the first attempt since they had come out in 1990 when Vi says he was overcome by the desire to make a straight-ahead rock record after he befriended the man, a Queens native who shared the guitar hero's love of Harleys and 70s classic rock. Uh, at one point, Zambrano was involved in a horrific motorcycle crash in 1977, which left him with a partial left ear and layers of skin grafts over his body. Once he recovered sufficiently to get back on his bike, though, the man lo- relocated to Los Angeles, where he eventually met Steve Vai. Um, speaking of Steve, and uh, it's actually perfect timing, he's on the hotline. Uh, there's an album coming out. This, this was stuff that they'd recorded, and um, he's going to put it out. He went back and he found, uh, well, you know what? What am I talking about it for? Let's get Steve on. He'll explain it all. Born June 6th in Carl Place, New York. After taking guitar lessons from Joe Satriani, he started his music career transcribing music for and eventually playing with Frank Zappa. He made a name for himself as a guitarist with David Lee Roth and Whitesnake, and launching a solo career that has found him becoming one of the most influential guitarists of his generation. And this Friday we'll finally see the release of the album he recorded in 1991, Vi Gash. Please welcome, guitar legend, Steve Vai. Mr. Steve Vai, how have you been, brother? I'm doing fantastic, Mr. Johnny Dare. You are. Uh, I was lucky enough. Hey, I'm a huge fan, and I was lucky enough Thank to you. hang with you a bit at the Lone Star Bar, man, years ago, in the in the '90s when you were out with Devin Townsend. You were doing the, the one of the first solo records you'd done, and of course, coming off the David Lee Roth stuff. You were that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you kidding? It's uh, it, yeah. It was. It was. Um, you're one of the sweetest, nicest people I'd ever met. And I'll be very honest about oh, that. Like, you really are <laughs> genuinely nice. Much more soft spoken, I think most people would think when you come from, you know, these these huge bands like David Lee Roth band, bigger than life. You and Sheen and Biss and that, and then you know jumping yeah. into White Snake and uh, and everything else. You know, three Grammys. Yeah, I, I you know I I I feel like I've lived a charmed life. I really do. I got to play, you know, all the arenas in this country that, you know, that big rock music with Roth and Whitesnake and, and, uh, and you saw the kind of music that I do as a solo artist. So I, I just, 
I'm very lucky. Yeah, well, you're you're a real innovator, and there's just so few of those. I mean, look, I don't know how you're wired or why you play the way you do, but it's different than anybody else. Well, I, you know, you chase after ideas, and right. they they come out however they come out, and uh, um, I've I've been lucky that way in that. Yeah, whenever I get a creative idea uh, or to go in a particular direction, it becomes overwhelming and then I have no choice. Right. <laughs> you know, you just kind of find yourself doing these projects that are just really cool and enjoyable. I think that there, there's a certain, uh, for lack of better terms, obsessive compulsive in artists that you're right. Oh, you think? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but you know, but I think Dave is, is a weirdo artist like that. I think Roth is, you know, over the years been lucky enough to like, uh, to have him come in studio, hang out or follow along with his art and what he does in his personal life. You realize there's a reason he grabbed you and gravitated after the, the great split and, and grabbed Billy Sheen and this and, and Bissonette and went, these guys get it. They're weirdos too. Let's go create the greatest rock yeah. album ever made. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, that's you know the brilliance of Dave. He uh, had that idea, and he wanted to put together a band of you know young, hungry monsters. Yeah. And he found us. Yeah, it was a great that those those years with Dave and Billy and Brett and Greg and, sure. and Matt. They were just incredible. The, the whole Roth thing. Dude, I can tell Rock you. Rock and roll to the bone. Cinderella opened the show. It was David Lee Roth, uh-huh. Sandstone Amphitheater. I was I was standing on the front row. Are you kidding me? Watching that like. Like, my life depended on it. <laughs> well, I'd, I kind of felt the same way on the stage. Sure. And, and so, but in this journey, you meet so many people. I thought the story of Vigash coming out to 27th yeah. is really, it's it's sad, but it's it's really interesting, and it's and what a way to remember somebody. Yeah, it's an extraordinary story, and it, it was kept quiet for decades, and in the, 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 the story basically goes, my friend John Sombrato, he's an East Coast guy he was uh, a biker real kind of hard-edged uh, italian new yorker but just this unbelievably charismatic funny lovable crazy guy and when he was 21 he was riding his bike uh, along these power lines and he got lost so he climbed uh, one of the towers and while he was there trying to look to see where he was the electricity arced and went through his body came out his feet and he fell 30 feet onto a barbed wire fence and he caught fire <laughs> and it, it was uh, like 60% of his body. He miraculously survived and eventually moved out to LA where I lived. And, you know, in the late eighties, early nineties, we just started riding together uh, because we loved Harleys and we loved the, we're part of that whole biker culture. And we had this whole group of people and we go on these fantastic rides and it was just, uh, you know, if you're part of that biker culture, you you, you understand that sure. the freedom and the, the 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 really the thing that gets under your skin. And as we're doing this and having all this uh, these riding uh, thing places, and I, I was hankering to hear a particular kind of music that I I wanted to hear while riding that kind of captured that feeling. So I just stopped everything I was doing and I took. Like in a, a stream of consciousness, I just blasted out these recordings. I wanted to make a record that was just totally straight ahead, 70s, 80s, rock and roll, anthemic, uplifting. And I did. I, I just blasted this out just to, uh, in my own studio. And when I finished it, I didn't have um, a vocalist. 
Uh, you know, I tried singing myself, but it was an abysmal disaster. <laughs> I don't, I don't have a rock and roll voice. But I didn't even think, I didn't know that uh, my my friend Gash could sing, and and he acquired the nickname Gash because, mm. you know, his, his body was all scarred up and stuff. Mm-hmm. And but I could hear something in his voice when we would just hang out and chat, and he was just such a, a extroverted kind of a, um, a unpredictable, wild guy and i got him in the studio i said i wonder what, what happens if i get him to sing on this stuff and i gotta tell you i i just couldn't believe what came out See, of that's mouth. crazy just, but he was never a singer yeah. he was never a singer before that no that's yeah, crazy no, he wasn't. i know i know and the, 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 there's such an authenticity the balls on you know that like guy. I, the balls on him i know right the nerve and yeah. I, I, i've worked with all these great lead uh you know uh, rock star singers sure and you know, you can tell when somebody's got that DNA, you know, and Gash just had it head to foot. I love that. And we recorded this record. We had all this great music to listen to. And I was planning on going back to it and finishing it because well, I only had eight songs. And one of the songs I had written with Nikki Six for Motley Crue. And um, just tragically, Gash was killed in a motorcycle accident. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, it was. I was so disheartened. I just took the whole project and threw it on the shelf and just, you know, let it sit there. I couldn't even listen to it for 10 years. And I started listening to it again, and I just always loved it. It was just such a different kind of a project for me. And it was, it was, it did, it, it is that music that I was looking for, for this, you know, that freedom feeling of riding on it's a bike. It's so weird <laughs> you, know, you bring that up because nobody I've ever talked to has, I've never had this discussion, but we ride, we do big trips. We've done from Kansas City to Cabo, San Lucas and back and, and uh, all yeah. the way to Fairbanks, Alaska, and Nova Scotia. And I have a theory, like, like I'll get up, it depends on the road, the temperature and the time of day. And so a lot of times right. in the morning, I've got my like more Skinnered, Southern Groove, Almonds type thing as I'm waking up at about 8.30 to 9.30, yeah. 10.30. Then you get to a, just afternoon, maybe you had some lunch, your sun is a little bit out, it's getting a little brighter, old Van Halen, some stuff like that. And then by the end of the day, you got another bit of lighting to do, you have to yeah. light it up a little bit and get into something with a little higher beats per minute. Yeah, a la, a la carte music du jour. Yeah, but it, it really is. <laughs> well, do me a favor. Is it raining? You gotta do me a favor, John. Yeah. Yes, sir. You gotta take this. You gotta take this gash record. Take it on the road and listen to it while you're riding. You and it's great because it, it's eight songs. They all work. There's no filler, it, and you can repeat it over and over. And it's a great experience. It's the most fun, man. And dude, Steve, I really yeah. love it. If you're just joining the show, the great Steve Vai. And I'm telling you, whenever anybody's record comes out, especially if it's an artist I love. Uh, it, it gets road tested, and that is part of it. Just, just out there. Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna love this one. Uh, and the, the, the song uh, "Let's Jam" it was actually written as an ode to DJs, because back in the '70s, when I was a kid, DJs were like kings. You know, they sure they had uh, they had con- uh, and and they're you know to this day, they, I I don't know how it works so much now, but um, uh, you know back then. They could choose all the music, and they had uh, they. And I, I meet a lot of DJs that you know are personalities, real personalities, and we love we love them. So this song "Let's Jam" is actually an ode to DJs. Well, listen, I uh, I love it. Since I was a kid, rock and roll's been a huge part of 
what I, I believe yeah. in and, and how I get through the day. And then, of course, motorcycles got involved in that. And the two, when they're mixed up, are, I mean, it's just, it's in your veins. It's it's everything you so are. It is, right? And and that was the sort of the correlation I was making because, you know, you got to be a biker enthusiast to understand what it feels. It's, like, sure. it's like having a dog. You have to you have to be a dog owner to know how much right. you can love a dog, you know? that's, well, that's <laughs> You know, and it's funny because a lot of guys get so opinionated about motorcycles. I'll ride anything. I, if it's a scooter, a Segway. If it's got two wheels, a right. Coleman pull start. I bought one of those Harley electric bikes, which could never replace the feeling you get on a you know, a giant, you know, huge heritage soft tail or, or a glide. Yeah. But it's like the girlfriend, you don't, she'll do the other stuff that your girlfriend won't do. You know, like it's, that if you've not ridden one of those live wires, God damn, hold on, man. It's, it's pretty amazing. You, you wouldn't be here every day, but man, for, for a weekend, it sure is fun. It'll do things that other one won't. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta remember that. <laughs> but it's uh you take your dogs out it because is, yeah. I bought a motorcycle with a sidecar, a Ural, just so my dog could go with me. Oh, that's cool. I, I actually had two bikes with sidecars and I, I I did have a dog in one of them at one point. Yep. They it's, love it. Oh yeah. the doggles, their face, everything, that's the best ever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and you know what I was uh, just touching on. When you're when you're a, a rock musician and you're on stage, especially playing the guitar, there's a similar kind of feeling. It's kind of what you were saying about the music that you like to listen to because of the way it makes you feel, and yeah. riding a bike, you know. And it's like playing the music. It's, there's a similarity of the feeling of freedom and, and oh yeah, you know that joy, you know, of playing rock and roll and being on a stage. It's right. It's kind of it's kind of the same, uh, you know, bones as the feeling of riding a bike, so to speak. You know what still gets me? And I was trying to explain this to somebody, and I think you'll get it. I'm a kid. I wanted a motorcycle. Argued with my dad. He finally relented. I had to earn it myself. Months went by. I'm at a, a paper route, an SL70. I finally get it. And I'm out by myself after a few months after this in the middle of, of Kansas, and I'm riding further away and further away and further away from my house. And I'm starting to get afraid, but I'm so excited by what might be around the corner, but I'm still even afraid. And every day I would go out and I'd go another field over or another mile past that. And it, But it was that weird joy and fear all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that is uh, an electrifying kind of a feeling. I think that's part of the whole attraction. Right? Yeah. So it's yeah. like the mystery. Yeah. Well, man, listen, we go to Sturgis every year. Ballard, who owns a full throttle, is a dear friend. We... Uh, I'll get together. You ever want to go on a long ride, man? Uh, listen, I'm in. I'm always up for that. Oh, you guys go to Sturgis, so you you do ride. Oh, yeah. No, we've been at the throttle every year since the day it opened. We broadcast live during the rally. Oh, that is, that's fantastic. I'm going to have to follow you. I, I haven't been to Sturgis. It was one of, that was a trip that Gash kept bugging me. You know, come on, we got to go, we got to go. And I was always on tour or something. But, uh, yeah, we, we did do one uh, great rally. And uh, uh, in the record, there's a whole bunch of photos in the CD. And one of them is uh, Gash and me and another friend with Willie G. Oh, dude, is he? it's like touching history, isn't it? I know. I mean, there, there he was, and yeah. he's in the photo, and it's oh, fantastic. Dude, I Willie G is the, the I owner of uh, Harley. 
Oh, yeah? Well, dude, listen, Willie G, his father started it. Willie G is the reason that that yeah. company's even around today. He got it through Absolutely. the AMF years. He he knew to yep. sell it to AMF and then buy it back. and then Buy it back, yeah. Uh, when, they, when they made the new engine, it, it changed the world in the 90s. It changed Harley. It changed everything. Willie G was the guy. Everything. Yeah, he's the guy. As a matter of fact, the first bike I got was a, uh, it had an Evolution engine. Yeah, that was the one. And at the... Yeah, and at the time, I was working, you know, on different guitars and working with pickup manufacturers, DiMarzio. And I had all these uh, pickups that he had sent me. And to discern the difference between them, I called, I named them after the different Harley heads. Nice. So I had the flathead, the knucklehead, the shovel, the pan, <laughs> the Evo. And the Evo was the one that turned into my uh, guitar Evo that uh, I've been using since the Gash record. Hey, 30 years ago. I got to tell you this before. I know we're everywhere, but before I forget, and I know we're out of time, congratulations on getting Swiss cheese back. Oh, <laughs> thanks. 36 and a half years that guitar was stolen. Yeah. And uh, it just was returned. It's amazing. How about the kid How found it in his, he found it in his, in, his, in his attic, and then and he just said, here, it's for you. It's, this should be yours again. Yep. Yeah, it was a kid that found it in his grandfather's attic in Tijuana, Mexico. And he uh, saw it and he did a little research and he was pretty stunned and he contacted us and he brought it to me. I love it. It was amazing. I gave him a nice chunk of dough, but uh, as a reward, but uh, it's so nice to get that guitar back. Wow. Man, well, listen, they're giving me the rap, Steve, but anytime, listen, we can talk motorcycles, we can talk rides, we can talk, (laughs) you know, music, we can talk whatever, man. I just, I just think you're amazing. Well, Well, we'll talk again. I really appreciate that. Thanks. Thanks, Johnny. The great Steve Vai, legendary Steve Vai. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.